one all right how y'all doing ct squad it's your boy mike and your boy alex and welcome to another episode of couch talks if this is your first time listening to us couch talks is a podcast series dedicated to the emotional intelligence and character development for the average millennial meaning all things business finance relationships spirituality i got it right again i'm on a roll bro i always mess up that word anyways uh all the above so if that sounds good to you pull up a couch seat chair grab a beer and uh let's talk so, as usual, we have ourselves a special guest today. Yes, we uh, do. Chandler over here, Fisher, one of Alex's boys. Freaking, thanks yeah, for joining I've us. I've known bro. him since like all the school, like my childhood growing up. So I figured I'd let him share his experiences all by. Yeah, he should have been one of the first few, bro. You guys go back that far. You should have, you know. You should yep, yep. growing up in a small, small town, Canton. We laddies. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, this is Chandler, and uh, I'm a. It's a pleasure to be on this honestly i've been listening to the past couple of them the episodes sure. and you know i think it's great what you guys are doing for the community and i thought i'd just like to be on here and share my story yeah absolutely so. bro absolutely uh well thanks for joining us bro freaking that's what it's about here freaking sharing stories encouraging growth through um experiences from everyone else including ourselves so, mm-hmm, for, for sure. sure yeah all right well i know you've been waiting bro you've been sitting here patiently it's your favorite segment so i'll let you get into Freaking yeah, liquid, liquid courage, courage over here. segment. So it's Coonhen, I believe, mm-hmm. Brewing Company. Is so this actually like, the name? Coon. Oh, Coon- yeah, Coonhen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Since like 1998. A little sketchy, but all right. <laughs> world Beer Cup, though. They won the World Beer Cup. This is a, this is a good beer for sure. Yeah. Detroit. Nine point five percent in Detroit, Michigan. It is, bro. Absolutely, bro. Freaking well. Let's get in. Wait, before, how much did you pay for it? Oh, I think it was like twelve oh five with tags. For how many cans? For s- four. Eh. A little expensive. <laughs> it's, it's a higher end. Yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, we'll see. We'll see how in- high end it is. It might be trash. Oh, <laughs> well, let's get into it. Cheers, mate. Is that IPA? Very mm-hmm. happy, and that's really good. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's different. This shit is amazing. I think it's an acquired taste. Me personally, I think it's an acquired taste. It's he doesn't right. like IPAs. Listen, so. listen, listen. I, I like quality. Oh, I appreciate it. IPAs are the, are the way to go with stouts, too. Okay. And okay. Else, else for sure. Oh, so it's a go for you then. You like it? Huh? Yeah. Okay. Oh awesome. shit. Yeah. Okay. Oh, then his this is his thing. He's like, fuck. All right, I'm the odd one out. It's all good. Yeah. I'll, I'll hold my own. It's straight. It's straight for sure. For sure, bro. All right. Well. So, Mister Wallace, what topic do you have for us today? Gosh, damn, bro. We're talking all over. I feel like we're in the library. Oh shit. All right. Well, uh, today's topic. Uh, I actually wanted to focus on uh, mental health and marijuana. <laughs> I know it's a. Uh, pretty similar to some of our previous topics but uh i feel like it's important to i guess uh talk further on the topics that we have already and also share chairman's story as well and his relation to all of it uh to help all of you too and encourage your growth uh if you're going through a similar situation uh i know cody i think cody was the last one was on here recently speaking uh recently about his uh struggles and how marijuana helped and the benefits of it and everything else uh as well as mental health. So, yeah. Here's Chandler's story for sure. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to honestly just show my perspective or just give my perspective on mental health and, you know, what it what it does to you on a daily basis and things you can do to overcome it and, you know, and stuff like that. So Absolutely, bro, for sure. Well, uh, I know you mentioned earlier uh, the main uh, topic within it being anxiety. Yep. Is that like the main thing yeah. within mental health that you suffer the most with yep. anxiety is something i've been dealing with honestly my whole life but not something i really noticed until like four years ago it was like when it got really bad it was really weird so you know what caused the increase no nah, it's like it's so weird like it's like nothing i can't explain it all the time because it's like a more generalized anxiety okay um and when it comes to anxiety and depression and stuff, everyone has, like, it feels different for every single person. But, um, but yeah, it's not something I really noticed until, like, uh, college. Wow. Like, well, that'll do it, too. <laughs> college in general. Just, like, yeah. I don't know, man. I was, like, one day, just, like, 
I, like, I had to go to the doctor and shit and uh, get on medication. So I've been taking Prozac oh, ever sure. since. Prozac, Trozac. <laughs> Very um, sure. Um, I also take Klonopin. So wow. Okay. But I take sure. that on a every so often basis. So don't abuse that. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not the best. Right. Not the best. For sure. But like outside of medication, like, do you have any um, coping methods or ways of just the best way to deal with your anxiety? Yeah. For outside? me personally, that's something that took like even now, even today, like I'm still learning on how to cope, dude. Like, but if I were to give my suggestions to other people or not suggestions, but what I would recommend is like talking about it, um, getting comfortable, like in your skin and who you are as a person, not feeling down on yourself. Cause there's millions of other people that go through this stuff on a daily basis. Right. No, absolutely. I feel like and yeah. talking about it, you know, it really does help. And I thought it'd be a great opportunity to come on here and share my story and, you know, maybe enlighten some people to, you know help some other people out there that are struggling you know because this shit sucks sometimes but um together i think we can uh fix it for sure yeah no i feel that bro and see like with me i don't really understand anxiety too too much because like i haven't gone through it more so i deal with like depression on a more like serious scale but uh, that's so enlightening for me to be able to understand what it's like you have to deal with on a daily basis. And, you know, I can understand that. And as long as you're, like, able to have stuff that's helping you, then, you know, you said, like, you started smoking weed, right? Like, how is that, like, coping with anxiety, like, when you smoke? Honestly, like, I really wasn't into weed that much growing up. Everyone thought I was a stoner back in the day. (laughs) Like, I'm not even kidding. Could have been a vibe. Could have been a vibe. I I, I kid you not, back in middle school and high school, people would think I'm like a stoner. Like, dude, I don't smoke weed. That shit makes me trip out. Right. I just, I never smoked. I mean, I do it like sometimes. Uh, I never really drank back then, too. Um, It was more like college is when I started drinking more. Um, Actually, yeah. Drinking kind of, that's bad for mental health, actually. Drinking right. a lot. You feel and, like it You know, that's something, that's something that um, I had to slow down on, yeah. Okay. You feel like that worsened your anxiety? Your what? Alcohol? Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, okay. yeah, if you're drinking a lot all the time, yeah. yeah. It's a depressing, dude. That's interesting. So I feel yeah. like, because I feel like there's like a correlation between like when you really start experiencing a lot of anxiety and you like went on meds was also you finding marijuana helping because you didn't oh, use yeah. that before then right no the I, well then i yeah then i wanted to feedback off that and say like yeah i just started using it back like heavily the past six months and it's helped me tremendously right, right um right. i don't know just my mood um appetite obviously um you just feel i feel better um so i what, also take my other medication too right right i right, use right. this as like a to help yeah outside um, of it yeah as yeah. well as the medicinal benefits that you know, right everyone knows about so what encouraged so. you to go like the route of like weed right i mean like i like it's just out of everything like did someone tell you about like hey this helps with my anxiety it can help you with yours or you just were like fucking i'm just gonna full send something random and you just pick weed <laughs> like how like what happened yeah dude that's what's funny is because my brothers would always try to get me to smoke weed i'm like no nah, ah, gotcha nah, nah, i can't gotcha. do that can't do that shit it makes me too high i'm paranoid but then like i started Digging deeper into doing a little research on, you know, go a little Google, tell you everything. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, um, you know all the medicinal benefits you get for it, and I thought I'd give it another try, you know, and it's been helping me ever since. So, oh, as of right now, I'm a daily user for it. Uh, either smoke it or eat it. Preferably, I'd eat it if I could. Right. But um, yeah. I feel. I feel. So like yeah, yeah, I know you tell Alex too. You want to put your your two cents in there. Yeah, How do you? Uh, I mean, that's cool yeah. that uh, you know you've been able to uh, you know use marijuana for benefits and whatnot. Uh, I feel like marijuana does help a lot of people who need it more so. Like you could think even people with like cancer, like it makes them feel good. Just like even what Cody was saying on the last oh, episode. Right, you right, remember right, that? Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
he found what helped him a lot was his. But I mean, like, was you and your depression, like, per se? Because I know that's the main thing that well, was see, your battle. I'm, yeah, I've definitely smoked weed for sure. Do you feel like that's helped with your depression? It, it has. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, yeah. Because, like, there's at times where, you know, I didn't feel like I was myself. And I ended up, you know, trying uh, to, like, commit a, a very selfish act. And I shouldn't, uh, and it made me, like, realize, like, the type of person that, you know, I wasn't that type of person, because, like, I just couldn't do that to my mom, you right, know, right. so. Yeah, you found your grounding point, you're like, I shit, did. I can't yeah, do that, I yeah, did. yeah, that's important. But cool. marijuana helped me cope with that. Right, right, for sure, I feel like it. Yeah, like, marijuana has even helped me right now, like, the fact that I deal with anxiety, like if I didn't smoke marijuana right now, like if I haven't smoked, if I didn't smoke marijuana this past six months, I probably wouldn't have done this podcast. Really? Because I'm nervous right now. Interesting. But I'm still here and I'm doing okay. it. See, it's interesting. You know, I'm nervous. I'm nervous, dude. Like I'm, I'm like I'm pretty nervous. But right. you know, this is how you grow, dude. Yeah. You gotta. And you only grow you gotta, outside your comfort zone. You only zone. get what you get one life, and you know, I want to tell my story, and I don't care if there's five people watch it or a million people watch it. If I can help save a life. That's all that matters. Right. All that matters is one. Day. Yeah. I think an important thing, too, Um, I know not everyone's religious, but, like, for me, I, I'm big on the fact that uh, God speaks often about uh, just planting the seed, but you don't have to, like, watch it grow type deal. So, like, you know, just putting it out there for people to have the opportunity to listen to your story and whatever else, you don't, it doesn't have to apply to them. It doesn't, maybe it does or doesn't help them, but the fact that it can and the fact that it's not your job to force it upon that person and make them apply it to their life, but the fact that the opportunity is there and they can like grow through, grow themselves, take it how they need to themselves and apply it themselves, I feel that's incredibly important. So I feel like it's yeah, it's definitely important for you to share your story, regardless of how many people are watching or not. So for me, like I don't really smoke marijuana as much, right? Mm -hmm. I usually do it every so other weekends, like. So what do you, outside of marijuana, use to, for your coping with your depression? Then? So with my depression, I more so just worked out. That was a lot right. of, like, positivity in my life. Okay. I was just going, like, six days a week, taking one day off, six days on. Okay. It was uh, pretty cool. I felt good. Like, I was in very good shape, and I had lost track of that. Right, right. So when you hopefully I'll get back in the gym. <laughs> so when you lost track of it, did you uh, did you feel like? I mean, I'm still like, oh, I feel good. Like yeah. my coping mechanisms are like, you know, I'll listen to music. Right. Music's pretty good for me. So okay, yeah, I totally forgot to add that music. Yeah, yeah. this helps you with your anxiety. Oh sure. yeah. So yeah. has it helped you? I like, listen to yeah. music. All day, every day, dude. Oh, shit. So that's always been like that? Uh, since you yeah, were, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Because I, I think that's what happens with a lot of people. When they lose that coping mechanism at first, uh, I feel like they, have to, they don't have something there to replace it, right? So they usually wind up having to grab whatever's nearby. So I just think it's nice that you guys have multiple areas of which you can find to help take that release from whether it's from the gym whether it's from smoking or whether it's from music for both of you guys which is dude, great honestly just staying busy okay like you gotta stay busy when you're even when it comes to anxiety and depression dude right your, your, your head's moving a mile a million miles a minute dude. oh yeah yeah, yeah. When you're anxious dude or shit when i'm anxious dude my, my head's spinning dude i have a million thoughts dude really heart races yeah that's what it, that's what it, <laughs> that's what it feels like for me Okay. So uh, staying busy, dude, uh, helps a lot. I feel, I feel. And I agree with you on staying busy. And the reason why I say that is it helps keeps your mind active. Okay. I, uh, you know, even with your job, how you go through daily life, it's just, it's good to stay busy because if you're just sitting there, you'll literally have like a million thoughts in yeah. your head. And they say idle hands are what? The devil's playground or something like that? Like, yeah, it's easy to get in trouble and do and let your mind wander into craziness when you don't keep your hands busy. So I get that. It makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so as for Chandler, you and your anxiety, um, in the past, I guess it wasn't when it wasn't that bad. When you were, uh, didn't eat medication, you didn't eat weed, you didn't, uh, it didn't, it wasn't to that level of extremity when, uh, you need to get like medication and all other stuff. Um, 
back then what was your coping mechanism other than music because i know like you said they keep busy but when you have school you really don't have like too many yeah. options based on it man and being so young too see, you're still a, at home so like yeah, yeah see that's yeah. the thing i don't really know man right 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 um it just i didn't I don't think i noticed it back then okay even though like i i was though like i don't know i think i feel like i had a rough time in high school growing up like when going in high school dude i like got bullied a lot oh really yeah Wow, that's interesting. So you think like part of your anxiety had to deal was yeah, bullying, sure, or yeah. like okay? I don't, I don't understand why kids are bullying. Like, there's no reason for it. You're a nice Dude, person. I'm 25 now, and I really don't give a shit what people think. <laughs> oh yeah, obviously now <laughs> we're old as fuck now, bro. That's fine. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, but yeah. but at the end of the day, you know. That's good, man, that you've been able to cope with yourself, and it, it makes me happy to see that, like, somebody at least, like, goes day-to-day doing what they love. Like, you said, like, you're in logistics, right? Yeah. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm so stupid, I didn't even, I didn't even say that. I didn't even say what I do for a it's career. It's I knew it would right. come out eventually. <laughs> I'm like, how's you come yeah, out of your I, own uh, town, man? I work logistics, so, um... Yeah, logistics can be moving a lot of stuff. But, yeah, I move cars. So I work for United Road out of Plymouth. Okay. Oh, uh, shit. But working uh, from home for the past year and a half uh, due to the pandemic. Okay. Going to the office here and there. But, you know, it's awesome. I like it. Get along with everyone, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, essentially I just haul cars across the United States. So. Yeah, you oh, feel like that keeps you uh, busy? Like, I guess, like, adds to your I, busyness. I like essentially, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's in my... It's what I do... 40, 40 hours a week. Oh, so it's like your full time. It's my full time job. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So I'm basically, sure. I, wor- I work from a computer and I work in, in a phone. So. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two yeah. Phones, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're busy. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. That's yeah. dope. Though. See, the thing is, I, I respect that with like you doing your job 40 hours a week, being able to, you know, function daily, especially with your illness that you have. And. That's truly inspirational, bro. I respect it. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, no, I'm sorry. No, what you're saying. And the reason why is, like, mostly because, like, it, it... I almost can relate to his story, but, like, it's a little bit different for me more so. I didn't have, like, more so as much anxiety... I had more so the depression. Right, right. So, like... Right. But they had me on, like, all different types of medications. I took, like, Inserta... Uh, Adderall. What else did I take? Vivance, Ritalin. Yeah, I took like all that when I was like a kid because I was like super ADHD. Yeah, I got a lot of ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) For sure, I feel. I feel. There's there's times where I I feel like I have ADHD too, man. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. stop. (laughs) No, I feel. I feel. I feel like what's found. What's interesting too is that you guys happen to find i think subconsciously professions that like helped you cope with these i'm not sure if you did that purposely or you did that like subconsciously but even with you and being an electrician like shit you're busy as fuck all the time too especially with your hands so like you don't even have time to think about anything depressing related i mean you're already you're dealing with like wires and fucking high voltages like you you stray your mind too long you're just yeah, gonna it's die actually, so it's like it's, it's crazy yeah. bro like no that's but, dope though. yeah i put it up though still like sometimes you got to do hot work like it's good bro it it allows your mind to be able to constantly challenge itself and you have to troubleshoot all the problems right but especially if you're building shit then essentially you would just be putting up like pipe boxes all that type of stuff it's a cool world dude Mm -hmm. the industry of like uh construction i'd say is what it is a form of construction but like more of a higher grade right so it's helped me cope with depression pretty well because it keeps my mind super active so like i kind of just forget about can i can i I just add one thing that you you were saying um yeah like i I don't understand like how people can 
not work and like didn't having like if if you're not working dude your your mind's gonna go crazy dude with depression yeah. and if you suffer from depression anxiety so right. yeah working 40 hours a week 50 hours a week right oh yeah that helps I think, a lot, yeah because do you know anyone that uh is suffering from stuff like that but isn't like keeping himself as busy as work like how are uh, yeah dude yeah. there's yeah there, there's i'm not gonna go into names and oh yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah but yeah, yeah there's yeah so what are they usually like because like they can't do they kind of just want them dwelling deeper into that hole or do they find something else to preoccupy themselves other than work or like how do they how do they cope through their stuff or like um you know i i honestly just i am not too sure because i don't really speak to them anymore or i speak oh, to them okay. sometimes okay but, i got you. um yeah i still i i help them with their with with the with the stuff he goes through and stuff like right. that you know okay when uh you know you don't want to hear get the call saying you want to well, kill yeah. myself right Absolutely. i'm gonna kill myself dude right. no one wants to get that call dude right okay. so no i yeah. feel that i feel that well i guess that leads to my um next question like do you guys both believe mental health can be environmentally based as oh, well as gen- genetically based yes. as well yeah yes yeah not only that but obviously genetics right right yes right, right. so do you feel like your guys's at home environments whatever added to your anxiety that was there added to your depression Alex? see not really not from not mine though not my not in my in my perspective okay okay how about you no from my perspective just like with having depression all i had to do was more so stay busy well, and yeah but i mean like your environment like did you think anything like, played a- my environment like I wouldn't really say it was too much of the environment aspect. I mean, I, my family growing up, we started getting in a whole different separate spectrum. And everybody was basically essentially able to cope with that mechanism. And I just kind of started doing my own thing and having to realize that I have to fend for myself. Right. And no matter the circumstance that you're in, like, you just have to keep pushing. Right. Life is worth it. There's a lot to live for. Right. Right. But who knows what's going to happen in the next 50 years from now. Like, you know, think about us at, like, 60, 70 years old, man. Right. That shouldn't be fucking crazy. Okay. Yeah, dude, we got literally think one. Think about how advanced <laughs> We have one life to live, man. Yeah. You gotta remember that. That's true. Yeah, there is no reviews. Yeah, I think dude. we get so caught up in like game culture and whatever else. They're like, no, oh shit, we can just respond somewhere. No and one's fuck per- up. No one's but perfect, man. Everyone yeah. go. Everyone goes through their through their stuff, and right. It's it's hard, dude. Life's hard, but yeah. you know it's worth it. You know, you're gonna have your bad days and you're gonna have your good days. Right. Right. But if yeah. we stick together and help each other, I think. Uh, oh yeah, that's what we're meant we're to. Good. Do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Even as a species, yeah. like just the whole communicate community aspect like we thrive off of that so yeah, we're a communicative you know, species that's actually <laughs> crazy you know it's super random but like <laughs> i had like a guide today actually so i pulled up to a gas station after work right yeah and i was trying to just get some gas because i was pretty low so i'm like shit i gotta fill up and this guy comes up to me he's like oh do you have like three dollars so i can get home i'm like uh where do you live sir and he's like, I live in Romulus, just up the road. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Like, you know, I just hate to be there. Not even up the road. Like, how far? Wait, where like, were you? Where was his he, gas he came out, right, of the gas station, yeah. but he paid for his gas. It was super weird to me. Like, I was like, uh-huh. oh. There's that's scammers everywhere. You know, There's scammers everywhere. You can't, yeah. you can't yeah. even. It's like, I, I didn't even give him anything well i think that's the crazy thing too was like the whole scam culture is that they recognize that our generation deals with a lot of like mental health and other things i mean obviously others have two generations but we're more outward about it so they recognize like oh there's a gap here that we can freaking kind of like attack on we can connect to people on an emotional level through mental illness and whatever else we can it'll be we'll be more inclined to get things in our favor for example if a bum is at a gas station and they just ask you for money you're probably going to say no but if they say shit you know i've been dealing with this really bad depression 
been dealing with this bad like anxiety going through and I lost my kid and whatever else, this whole story, you'll be a little bit more inclined. And you know, I can give you some money because I struggled with that too. But that might not be the actual case for them. But like, they're like, oh, I know how to get these kids to give me money. What's really sad is the people who don't believe in depression, anxiety, and who think it's a fraud and fake. Right. There's that too. There's that, that too. That, yeah. That's disgusting. People like that are... Mm-mm. But... um. Is it okay if uh, my girlfriend wants to add something to the environment? When yeah, yeah, just, that, just, yeah, just put her name. What do you want to add to Yeah, say what, what she is, add? whatever else. So I yourself. absolutely feel like I have to jump in on this topic. Um, so like Chandler just said, it's really a shame that a lot of people don't understand anxiety and depression. Um, I struggle with mine on more of a environmental basis due to my family being slightly dysfunctional. And they have their own, you know, issues, and everybody has that, and that's I understand that. But my dad, in particular, he he does not believe anxiety or depression is a thing. I personally struggle more depression, severe depression, severe depression rather than anxiety, and have for around ten years now. And you know, no matter what you say to these people, sometimes they just they don't understand it. You know, right? I mean, I feel like a lot of that might be coming to a generational thing like you gotta think for them they were highly discouraged to even use any terms like that because exactly. you're most likely gonna want to go into you know the loony bin for something or therapy and they're like oh shit well that's a negative thing society back for them right so it's like um i think what's crazy was um that it's just i feel like uh, so many people around your i'm not sure how old your father is but like during his time period really went through similar mm-hmm. things but they were like encouraged to use different wording or to make it seem almost like it's normal like in that like you're not the only one going through that and that's not a big deal so a lot of people just kind of went along with it and covered it up so then when people like make it known now and how big it is there he's kind of looking at like oh shit like this is not that big of a deal like freaking like that's probably something that most of my generation wouldn't feel like that's probably it's not even really like a real thing it's just called life or growing up and it's that's actually not the case it's actually like a legit problem so i think it's like a big generational gap in my own opinion i'm just like yo you're not understanding where we're coming through from based on yes exactly and you know it's it's hard because you no matter how much you try to explain to the ones you care about or the ones around you sometimes they just don't get it until they actually see it for themselves and so myself I, I had a really low point and I was just at a breakdown point and it almost felt like I had to subconsciously prove to my father that I was suffering from this illness in a crippling way you know which ended up me being in a psych ward on involuntary hold for a few days and that was really hard for me but since that moment I I, even though it was horrible being there I did learn a lot and it really did show my dad that this is a serious issue and I I might have lost my daughter because of this issue so I need to take it a bit more seriously and that's that's probably the hardest thing but as far as environmental factors go I feel personally my environment affects me a lot. You know, what you're exposed to every day, who you're, who you're talking to, who you're involved with, all those have really strong triggers for me. So if my whole environment is negative, then I feel like I'm trapped in a hole and I can't, I can't escape that environment. So getting out of your environment, my, for me, it's just if I sense something bad's going to happen or if I'm in a bad living situation, you know, I've moved probably six or seven times in my life. It's, I found the only way I can do any of this as a resolution is is to run and find a new way to live and get away from these sources, you know? So subtracting yourself from from those negative environments if you're one of those people like me where it affects you very severely. Right. Yeah, no, I think um, because I've definitely brought up environmental factors in previous um, podcasts. And I think it's a lot easier to understand when you've lived like you and so many different ones that like you can definitely see like, oh shit, like there is a difference in how I feel based on what I am what I'm in. Rather than if you grew up in predominantly one environmental factor or maybe just one or sorry, two, uh, it's going to be a little harder for you to like understand the compare especially if most environments are pretty similar you're like well shit like there's not much of a difference rather than you going through six or seven and if most of those were like really different you're like oh shit i can definitely feel a difference in how i'm feeling on a day-to-day based on where i'm staying at or where i've been so um yeah no i feel like that's equally important as well as that uh you know it is it's definitely a shame on in terms of the parental aspect of just like you shouldn't have to obviously prove that you're going through something i get why you did it obviously it's just like it's it's interesting how like we uh we like because of like the impact our parents have on us that we want to have that just that acceptance that's there from them of just like understanding like yo I'm going through something I want your support 
and like love and going through that and that's just and when you don't have that there and you're like well shit like you're you gotta think your parents are like your your their your first environment of everything so that's like your your go-to of like or at least supposed to be your go-to when you're a young age so that's always like your roundabout freaking even after six or seven environments that's like your your home factor so you want that to be your main one usually subconsciously and when you don't have that love and support that you expect to have from from your main one you feel increasingly lost and that just helps domino effect the rest of the whole mental health aspect but i mean to go on a rant obviously uh, alex you want no, to say something great, about it? i mean hey i was like loving all of that that was great bro no, nothing bad around that no my basically intake on it is like yeah i can respect that you've been able to overcome that has like your father like been able to accept it more now because of like all that's went on with you yeah so i would say rather than he accepts it more i would say he definitely takes it a little bit more seriously you know and and thinks a little bit more before he he starts saying oh you know if i'm saying dad i feel really depressed i feel really i feel like i'm in a hole i'm in a self-destruct mode then, you know, before I was in the hospital, he would just say, oh, well, just be happy. You know, the blanket statement everybody says, oh, just be happy. You have you have everything you need. You you have nothing to worry about. Everything's great. And that's that that is the statement that I absolutely resent the most because that's that's not what it's about. I, I hate when people say that. Oh, just be happy. It, it does not work like that. It doesn't. It, it does doesn't. not work like yeah. that. And that's why we have medicine out there. Yeah. A.K.A weed but yeah, and other yeah, stuff, no but, no i feel no, no but seriously true, though yeah. like yeah. this is a this is like a real concerning issue like no joke matter like mental health anxiety depression all ptsd everything right. all the above right it's a serious issue absolutely absolutely yeah and yeah. i would also say there's also a lot of misconceptions about how to handle mental illness you know for example having having parents that don't quite understand in themselves and, you know, which resorts to other issues like alcoholism or alcohol dependency in my family personally, um, which are just cover-ups for actually treating the issue at hand. So being shamed for going to therapy, being shamed for going to the hospital, being shamed for, for harming yourself or threatening to do so, it's just, it's a really hard topic to talk about. And sometimes, no matter how many times you repeat yourself, it, it, there's only so much you can say until it's just not worth talking about anymore with those people and you have to find another resource right no i feel i feel like at the same time too that also was that time period like i mean based like for example my parents are boomers but uh they're like they were born in uh 59 so it's like uh, and again again when you factor in what's going on in their environment during that time whether it was like a specific war or depending on whenever your parents are born or uh, even like with racial tensions or whatever else depending on whatever's happening at the time um a lot of them seeing certain things and not having certain things, they factor in, well, if I give my kids these things that they won't go through these similar mental issues that I'm going through. So when they look at like their child having all the things they didn't, they're like, well, what's your reason for feeling this way? Like you had all the things I didn't, so you should be fine. But it's, it goes further than that. It's not just as simple as providing freaking, oh, you have a roof over your head. Well, that's nice, but like that's, it's, it's further than having that, but it's great to it's great to have. You can have everything in the world, and, the and is, you might have a roof, but if the roof feels like it's on fire every yeah. time you walk in the door, and it's a bad you know family environment right. or living situation, then it doesn't matter what roof that is. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I think we're um I think we're like a big generation on on really making that known. I think I just right, I'm not sure what the what do you call them the whatever comes after baby boomers. I'm not sure what they did in, in their in their. Uh, um, endeavors but as like for us I feel like we've definitely stressed the point of like yo like their home environment's very important and like what goes on in the household plays a lot into how we progress throughout the world and why certain things have gone uh, not being I guess noticed or talked about just based on pride and whatever else and bearing a lot of things expecting things to just kind of like they don't like they don't actually have an effect on how you're living in day to day and then like us bringing that up of like yo the things that you have been bearing is what's affecting like why you can't get that job you have or why you can't get that friendship that relationship that you want and that's us just making that more known it's just making a lot of people more aware of like oh shit maybe i should handle all these things all these things behind these walls before i start you know navigating through life it might make it a little easier 
So I think that's our parents getting that. It's just a lot for them because they're like, they've never talked about anything like that. So like us trying to talk to them about that, it's like, shit, well, we don't know how to help you. But so I don't like, think that's every parent, though. Well, no, no obviously yeah, 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 not yeah, every yeah, parent. Yeah. I just mean like yeah. certain species. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, obviously not every parent. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Thankfully, I have supportive parents. Right, which so. is great. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I'm, that's beautiful. I love them to death. And right. They've, they're the amazing parents and I'm very grateful so right yeah, just like a last thing to mention is I think nature versus nurture you know the typical scientific concept is right. also very important because you know people think just same, same thing goes for LGBTQ communities it's is it nature is it nurture were they born that way did they decide this did they not same thing goes for depression anxiety some of these are already pre-existing conditions when we're born it could be just a simple chemical imbalance biologically speaking or it can also be nurture in regard to your home environment and who you interact with or what you do for work and just all kinds of different factors play into it so for me i feel like it's a blend of both i feel like there is definitely a a significant chemical imbalance because there have been times where i think i'm perfectly fine you know 10 years ago what what could have possibly been wrong in my life but i still felt this underlying cloud over my head you know right. and then now that i'm older and i've been through therapy i realize most of it actually was caused through nurture and not having a nurturing supportive environment like chandler's fortunate to have growing up and seeing how other families compared to mine really showed me the difference between those factors as well yeah yeah that's that's definitely dope so i feel like conversations are the main thing to help bridge the gap like between just us in our age group and just coming from different aspects but sharing similar mental health issues is important to know where each person's coming from courage grow yeah we should, i feel like yeah we live in a different world and some people they just need to accept the way it is and right right yeah. exactly that's my take on it yeah 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 i can't yeah, get it no i actually agree different. with them wow her perspective was like pretty broad wow no, it was deep. It was deep. I actually learned a little bit today, so that's cool. <laughs> Look at always you. Wow. Always Look at learning you. something. Yeah. That's gosh. always when I'm on. That's always something else that's like good to cope with your depression and anxiety is like learning shit. Like oh I feel like yeah. learning more so everything. If you learn something new each day, like I'm learning new shit each day. Right. Like I got a, older people I'm working with people you see that do it different ways but it's successful for them right that's just crazy to me yeah you know i feel i feel uh that is yeah it's equally important to, i mean that's been i think what what because for me i mean my, my i won't say it's like it's not on a scale of anything anxiety or like in depression wise like for you guys for me it's more of just that whole not feeling good enough aspect of just like your family. I'm like, a, I come from a very goal centered family. So it's like performance. It's like really important on just how you do certain things and outcome. So when outcomes aren't like the way they're supposed to be, like it just makes me be like, all right, fuck, I gotta grind that much harder type deal before you know what you're stuck in this crazy cycle. So um, I feel like uh, for me in terms of, yeah, research, I think one of the biggest things was just um, from coming from both sides of uh, the fence growing up of living on, you know, um, from uh, the suburbs as well as just certain city life that you see so much that you will like, if I had more access to info, I could change a lot of things. But at the end of the day, you only know the most, most of what you know, right? So I think research for me has helped me coping in a lot of ways of just understanding the community aspect, people going through similar things, but also uh, the realization that um, the more I learn, the more I can share amongst others. And then that helps me a lot of understanding, like, all right, I'm helping someone else not go through the same situation. Kind of this podcast in general. You guys are both helping. Well, all of us are helping people. We are. Not we truly are situation. being able to help yeah. the community. We want you guys to see a different perspective from each individual. That's what we're trying to get at. And how successful everybody's going to be in their own ways. And I can respect it. Everybody has to do a job in this community for it to run like it should. That's really how it goes. You got, like, you know, the janitors. You got the teachers. You got all these different people that just, like, essentially teach a society, like, how to live your life. But I feel like with me, what I want to do is I want to be able to set my own pavement. Like, my own pathway. And if I set that pathway, I'll be straight. I just love being able to, like, essentially being able to be my own boss. That's the best thing. It really is. I feel like that 
coping mechanism with like my mental health like it challenges me to do better it's just like i said like i had like serious brain surgeries you got to think about that and i've been suffering from depression and i'm sitting here and i'm still making it i'm going as an electrician Everybody has their different pathway, but I feel like to cope with that, what you really need to do is you just need to stay busy. You know, find yourself a hobby. You know, a hobby is always really good to have. Like, if you like, here, I like to disc golf. That shit, it just makes me super relaxed. I can go out there, have a fun time with my buddies, you know, smoke a joint, have a couple of rooms, and... Being able to enjoy ourselves and just live the day out, bro. It's kind of cool because I was kind of trying to go with them this Sunday. Yeah. Right? I'm down. Yeah, absolutely. It's a Halloween disc golf day. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. But yeah, Chandler, what were you saying? Yeah, um, before I forget, uh, yeah, I watched or I listened to your story, your story, Alex, the other day on the, the podcast episode. I don't know which one it was. Um, it's a about, field on me talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, about your depression yeah, yeah. and yeah. the attempt attempts for suicide, and that really inspired right. me to like, I'm not alone, dude. Right. No, like, there's everyone goes through shit, man. Right, and that helps me a lot knowing that I'm not alone. Right, so yeah, yeah, no, for sure, we're definitely that that community element. It's important to know you're not alone. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, and I want to piggyback piggyback off of Alex's comment about hobbies. I feel like hobbies are definitely what, honestly, no cap has saved my life multiple times. Right. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, for me, it's taking care of animals. I've had all kinds of exotic animals. I've had parrots, reptiles, cats, dogs. You know, you name it, I've had it. And Wait, just knowing that, <laughs> have you had a tarantula? <laughs> I have not had a tarantula, I'm but dead. I have had I've had snakes okay. and geckos. Yeah. I've thought about a tarantula, but I just I can't I can't do it. I did know a tarantula that was trained how to high five though. That's so you know if, if that sure means if anything, we've scared. got that. But yeah. for me, you know, in moments where I feel like I can't take care of myself, the, my reason for staying on this earth is is to be taking care of other things. So having animals to take care of that I know are relying on me and growing plants or collecting rocks or even just stupid toys for my childhood that I'm hunting for to find to feel remembrance of those times that I was happy and I did enjoy being a kid. It's it's important to find your inner kids, so hobbies are definitely very important. Yeah. Yeah, she got me to the the big birds, the cockatoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, for sure. But yeah, I'm a Star Wars nerd, so... That's what I do for my hobby. Oh, dude, you've probably <laughs> seen The Mandalorian then, huh? I love that yeah, show, man. Bro. Yeah, I've seen you got like some of the like Baby Yoda stuff. No, That's I pretty cool. Pretty nice hot toys I, I, I think, you know, Disney did a pretty good job with that, I'd say. I, I, I'm a Star Wars nerd as well, too, so, you know, I'll just throw that out there. Yeah, I think that's good, though, that, like, how you guys keep... It, it helps you cope with yeah. shit, bro. Like, you don't watch, like, some anime here and there. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like, One Punch Man or, <laughs> like... Yeah. Pokemon, dude. Yeah, Pokemon was cool. I feel... Yeah, no, it's good to keep... I hear so many people sometimes now that they um, lose track of their hobbies. They're like, dude, all I do is work. I don't have any hobbies. And it sounds so sad because they're letting themselves get so consumed by this cycle that they don't have anything. They're losing what authentically was them. And, like, they get stuck in this money wheel by, I just gotta make money to make shiz happen. But, like, you wonder why shiz isn't... Like, you can't, you can't find yourself. Like, what about the people who, make, who work 80 hours a week? No, just like uh, people. I mean, even if you're making less, I mean, like, I mean, if you're working less, it's just people who are like always just like you, you hear that like, I don't do hobbies or my hobby is work. I hear that nah, like pretty that's often. Weird. Yeah, it is that's weird, right? Weird. I hear that pretty often. But it's like at one point, do you give yourself a break? Like they're yeah. like, oh, I work at work, and then right, 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 right. But they they sometimes take that work home or they take that work stress home and they think about worrying the whole time. Like, well, what am I gonna do tomorrow for work? I gotta make these calls today so I can stand out. Uh, in front of the boss and perform better the next day. Like their their whole life is their work. So they money lose track of hobbies. Happy at yeah. the end of the day. So right, 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 right. Yeah, having hobbies is just so important. You know, one thing that really saved me was working out. I'm gonna tell you, working out was like it just felt like I was a whole brand new person. 
it felt like I didn't have any problems whatsoever. I mean, granted, I did take a lot of shit because the shop that I had, like, went to to buy, like, my supplements and whatnot, I was, like, a little guinea pig there, right? Oh, bunch of shit, like, pre-workout, creatine. Oh, no. I don't... I didn't really fuck with C4 too much, but I took this shit called... uh, I think it was Metamorph. Oh, Mesomorph. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. what it was, Mesomorph. That shit is crazy, dude. I took that, and I could just, like, nonstop work out. I didn't tell myself, like, whoa, buddy. You need to, like, take a step back and, like, be able to take a break because it won't let you stop. And for me, I was able to be able to see myself from a different perspective because at the time like i had a girlfriend right that who i had dated for a long time and she was giving me negative feedback she was like oh like you're getting skinny like what because she was a little bit bigger at the time but in the scheme of it like i wanted to better myself so i just kept going i did that for like three years dude I did that for like three years. It was crazy. Yeah, no, I feel like um, like I got super strong, dude. I ended up like bench pressing like a crazy amount. It was like over three hundred. It was like three oh five for one time. Yeah, I remember you, you in a strongman journey. Do you remember my bodybuilding phase? Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, one one year bodybuilding phase, and then I yeah. yeah. I'm very impulsive, so I got into that. Hey, five. I was like 120 you, pounds yeah. when I started, and I yeah. get with got to 170 in one year, dude. Okay. Yeah. Hey, so but yeah, freaking, I, but yeah, working going, out, dude. Yeah. That help. That helps too. That kills time too, man. If you need something to kill time with, and the natural endorphins from it. Yeah, for sure. Alone, you definitely feel a, a rush high. After stay working. away from the uh, yeah. Stay away from creatine though, and uh, pre uh, pre workout. You don't need that shit. And don't buy whey protein. That's just garbage, in my opinion. Saying, I, the only thing I take is, like, BCAAs now and protein. That's it. Or eat food. Just eat food, man. Oh, I eat no shit ton chicken. of food. Chicken, <laughs> steak, yeah, vegetables, think- chicken and veggies. That was my motto for, like, a whole ass, like, year. Yeah. Chicken and veggies. That's it. Then I had, like, broccoli or carrots. That was able to help me. It helped me. I felt really good about myself. I was able to accomplish a goal within a time period. And the people who were doubting me were just like probably in awe. They were like, oh, wow. He can do it without me. I feel. I think um, for me, like working out was more of like an element of control. I think it was like in so many aspects when, um, I mean, I grew up with a lot of that because that's like my father was really big into working out. My mother was big into fitness. So it was always in the family. But like, I think what grounded me to it is like times when you only have so much control of your life, right? You have so many things you can control. And then after a while, things have to take their play and you can only just play on how you, how you react to it at that point. So like after a while, I knew the gym, like, yo, I can control like my mass. I can control like how many reps I can do. I can control how much money. Like, how much weight I can pull. Like, it gave me the element of, like, I have some type of control in my life as well as how often I go. So I'm like, yo, if I put in this amount of work, the output's going to be there. So I'm like, I think that in terms of working out saved me um, in coping measures or whatever because not only was I knocking out the whole goal-centered aspect of, like, reaching a goal of whatever the workout was for the day, but also the fact of, like, all right, I controlled this outcome and I completed that and there's some satisfaction there and that can at least get me through today so like, i think that's what help, working out helped me with that's good bro and i'm very happy to hear that yeah you were able to go through that journey and it sounds like you're doing great for yourself I'm and i love to hear it i'm flabby now i'm skinny do you I'm do do you do but wait do you do bodybuilding or what do you do like do you do high reps what do you how do you work out yes. What's your i'm just curious you know no, for sure for sure i think um because I came like a, from a big martial arts background, like I was really like calisthenic based. So all body weight, tight workouts, high reps, um, not that much weight. Just mainly just like low, uh, yeah, low amounts of time of like rest. And then I slowly gradually built into more weight over time. And then I haven't been going as heavy as I used to. But um, for a while, I was just 
I would go and I, I'm never the type to spend a long time in the gym. I can get like a massive workout in within like an hour of just barely any breaks. I'm just yeah. I was the same way. Yeah. Like believe it or not, yeah. I'm like you. Yeah, I'm skinny as fuck right now, but trust me, I used to be pretty big. You yeah, can, you can. I, I can bring up some pictures. Yeah, dude, I do the same thing. High reps and shit. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I got yeah. It helped me a lot. I was so bored one day, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just start working out and dude it was awesome yeah yeah Hell for yeah. sure dude because you found yeah it's nice it's nice i think for me too was interesting because um based on punishments when i was growing up i know it's like a whole different aspect but they were always fitness center that's what my parents were used to so if you did something wrong oh that's 20 push-ups right there or that's wall sit so i was always used to doing some form of working out anyway so it was like it wasn't like a foreign thing i had to jump into i'm like all right i can associate something that i'm already used to and i can make use of that so I think uh, a lot of people get caught up in trying to reinvent the wheel and finding things of what they can find coping measures in or what they can find business things in. It's like, use what you already got in your environment, for sure. I wish I still did it, but I kind of just fell off. I don't know why. Yeah? I yeah. mean, yeah, you found like... Like, if I still did it, it would have been like... This would be like five years already working out. Still, right. If I still worked out from when I started. Right. Because I... The last time I worked out was like... Like, consecutively was like... Four years before I met you, yeah. <laughs> I was fucking like meathead, dude. Oh wow, meathead. Jeez, wow, <laughs> fucking meathead, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, it's people good. are like, how'd you get so big? Like just being a psycho in the gym, eating a shitload of food, working, se- oh, working out seven days a week. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I feel, yeah. I feel, yeah. I feel like um. Yeah, yeah. I feel like what holds wow. people to the gym. Yeah, a lot. I can it, give you respect on that, bro. Yeah, I mean, I was working out pretty often myself too. It's a grind, though. It was it's crazy. A grind. I was doing like power lifting, and like I take this stuff called nose torque. You ever heard of that before? He was making like the, the stuff. It's like the he cocaine the working out. Basically. <laughs> it's it's more so the yeah you do you sniff it and it's like it gives you this like adrenaline. I, the only thing I can really compare it to is like ammonia. I used to take like a scoop of pre-workout before I work out every time, dude. That shit would make me shake and shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do pre-workout anymore. Not for me. It's protein and BCAAs for sure. For sure, for sure. But that it, it's it, what the greatest part is about working out is it, it, it kept my mind active. It allowed me to be able to live a healthy lifestyle and set my goals straight because you're starting to work a little bit harder for your life right Mm -hmm. you want to get your career going you want to start looking good feeling good about yourself you want to be healthy you want to be happy with your life that's the main goal for everybody but i mean like yeah because i mean even outside that on on the gym aspect i think like that's what not to get too off subject, but like that should be my main thing was my father and I. Cause my father would get like, so coming from, from being a big workout junkie background, he's like, why are people like just going oh, to the dude, gym his and dad's just, like, ramp. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, in the 60s. 60s he's he's still ramped. Yeah. Wait, what were you going to say though? Well, it's because like he would wonder like why people would like make like a New Year's res of whatever of coming to the gym oh, and then like falling yeah. off later on. And I have to tell him so often, <clears> and I'm like, yo, it, it really comes down to, for me, in my own opinion, I feel like it comes down to, a big why you have to find something that just like it grounds you in anything else you gotta find what grounds you into the gym and it can't mm. be something superficial like wanting girls wanting to just feel better or look but i mean that's, that's that what everybody reason, wants, that's the reason like, why i think i fell off is because i wanted to look better right and to impress people yeah that i could get big which was fucking stupid right right yeah no it's it's easy, great. It's easy, easy to, easy to yeah. do yeah but it didn't make me happy right i was fucking i mean i liked it i enjoyed right, it right 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 but right. Yeah, yeah, you gotta find, you gotta find some deeper. That's probably one of the only reasons why I gotta do it. Yeah. But yeah. that's not the right reason to get into working out and stuff. It's to make yourself feel better. Yeah, you gotta find yeah something that not really to impress gonna, people. Yeah, yeah, you gotta find something that's really gonna Stupid. like hold you uh, like deeper to it. Because you know, at the end of the day, everyone wants to look good. Everyone wants to want someone else to compliment them on their body, to feel good and whatever. That's that's kind of kind of like everyone wants to make money. That's that's great. But like you gotta find something that like grounds you to more like why am i getting up every day to do this why am i getting up at five o'clock or going to the gym at like you know nine o'clock at night or whatever to do a workout type thing what's the point to all of this at the end and i think a lot of people lose track of that so it's easy to stray off from the gym or stray off to whatever you lose your grounding point so you gotta find like a really yeah, good yeah i used point. to get up at like five in the morning to go work out it's like you get up early it, you feel like you're in a routine you feel like you're getting something done you feel accomplished 
Like you did something during the day that actually benefited your life and your health style. And I feel like mental health really needs to be like further research, just looked into deeply and actually considered because a lot of people don't realize that there's a lot of people out there who do take their lives. And you know what the crazy part is? 80% of that is males. A lot of people, they they kill themselves because, like, see, what you have to understand on a male perspective is we have to be able to, like, walk forward and carry ourselves with all that weight on our shoulders but not be able to essentially express ourselves how we feel. Can I just add in, I don't want to interrupt you, but, dude, like, I'm emotional, dude. I cry all the time, dude. I don't care. I cry. I'm a crybaby, dude. Yeah. And I and I'm not afraid to admit to it, but like you should not hide from your feelings. You should because it's like it's, it's, it's a persona that I think has been like that men have placed or society has placed on men for like from long times ago. This hardened figure of you're not supposed to feel anything. You're supposed to kind of do whatever, and we get caught up in that. And you like have no form of expression. You're like, well, shit, I'm just gonna freaking end myself because no one gets why I'm feeling this way. So I'm, I'm assuming I don't know. I'm not in that boat of those people, but I get why. I get why the total so high for men. Yeah, yeah, tailing off of that from a woman's perspective, I honestly, that is one of my biggest things that frustrates me the most is that this whole stigma that men aren't allowed to cry, men are supposed to be tough, men are supposed to take care of everything, men are supposed to do this, that, X, Y, Z. And, you know, we are all human. We all have feelings. We are, that's just because you have a penis or a vagina does not mean jack shit. We all have brains. We all need to be acknowledged the same way. And I, as a woman, it makes me feel very terrible that men feel like they're going to be shamed if they come out and say, hey, I cried today. Hey, I need some help. Hey, I need, I need this or that. You know, they should be able to have the same resource and, and be able to do that without the stigma. And that's why I think it's harder for men to come out and like, admit that they suffer from anxiety or depression exactly. i'm actually di- i forgot to say i'm i'm actually diagnosed like okay. i'm actually diagnosed like, for sure yeah. yeah no there's definitely so yeah a but yeah there's it's people definitely. out there that are afraid to come out and tell their story and a lot of them are males yeah. males because they think they're gonna be ashamed or made fun of but no that's not the case yeah it's the same boat bro like i feel like mental health as well as the whole like a, a feeling of like yo expression and, me- and emotional expression is all lumped in in the fact that this falsified male persona of this is how you're supposed to be type deal and society has done great in marketing and just generationally but like, you gotta be like this and if you're not that way well now you feel outcast and now you're definitely not going to express yourself because you know how society already thinks of you for not being that. So, well, I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm just going to keep this to myself. But then that builds up over time, and you're like, fuck, well, I'm just going to Yeah, and just another thing. As a woman, you know, I listen to a lot of Mojo in the morning and podcast myself, so I hear all kinds of stuff. But another thing is that, um, you know, on a personal level and, you know, in correlation to a lot of my friends that are, you know, women, they find it just more attractive knowing that, they have a partner that is open and able to communicate rather than shut down when they're angry, sad, depressed, anxious. You know, I've been with Chandler for almost four years now, and it it makes me extremely happy that even though he's going through something bad, now and then he's able to come to me and he's able to cry on me. I'm able to be a resource rather than a rejection. I think that's very important for men in particular to have that as, as an option to right. go to. Yeah, no, I feel like at the same time it's also great that you're able to be like that for him too because I feel like almost like that falsified male figure has always been pushed on uh, to females and I believe in some aspects in some societies too that like this is how a man's going to be type deal so when that man doesn't match up to that like persona and they are like that emotional type sometimes the response isn't the same on a female they're like oh shit like you're being too soft fucking get on out of here now that man's like well fuck i'm closed off so now i'm not gonna express that ever and then you wind up getting into the cycle of just going from relationship to relationship and the females like, yo why aren't you expressing yourself or in that communication aspect there and they're like well I, I would have, but someone, you know, you shouldn't like, sum, sum up everything to one person, but it's very easy to freaking get defensive and the wall goes up after that one person that you trust a lot too, that freaking closes off everything on and you're like, shit, well, now I know. So I was like, it's, it's tough. It's tough. But I get what you're saying. Though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. you know, just a, a fun side thing is that I've done a lot of research and, you know, just personal inquiries myself. And I found that, you know, more women are actually attracted to men that are able to be open and emotional and vulnerable rather than shut down and not 
And that's you good, know, that's so very good, yeah. for all you guys out yeah. there, you yeah, know, no, I don't get be it. Af- I get it. if you I know get you've it. got yeah. a good girl who's, who's gonna <laughs> you listen to you, you know, yeah. just open up about it. Don't feel ashamed. You know, sit down and say, "Hey, I've been feeling this, that." And I, I just, you know, do not feel embarrassed about it. Turn to your partner, turn to your family, and, you know, you're going to get a lot more support and love that way rather than shutting down or holding resentment and eventually blowing up or leading to the worst case scenario that it doesn't need to be, you right. know? Absolutely, so. absolutely. And, and I can highly respect that. That that's uh, I like your perspective on that. It's it's super cool being able to learn different people's perspectives on their intakes of like different aspects of life. And for me, it's taught me a lot. Like I'm 25 years old already. It's crazy to think that life has passed me already that quickly. I've already went through elementary, middle school, high school. You're getting old, like, bro. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm fucking yeah. like, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah I'm bro. like a third done. Yeah, like, no. I'm about to, like, I'm thinking I'm dying in, like, in my 60s. Yeah, that's sure. what I'm predicting. But, you know, I mean, Jeez. that's just me being you a little be ignorant. You guys already. You guys are stuck like this already. Shit, jeez. Okay. I mean, I'm living my life the way it is. That's the way I'd say. That's important. And it's cool learning different aspects and people's intakes on things. I really think it's a very educational factor, and everyone should surround themselves around that. You got to surround yourself around that positive energy. Be who you are, be yourself. And you know what? In the end, You'll be happy. You have to do what makes you happy. If you're not doing what makes you happy, how are you going to be able to bring that happiness to the table? Because you and your partner have to be able to do that equally. You have to have your own happiness, but then you share that happiness. A lot of people don't get that. A lot of people want to be on the aspect of, Oh, you know what? Maybe we'll see how they are. Like, they had this stupid-ass trend I seen, like, on Facebook. It's like all the red flags bullshit. Like, everybody's got a trend into shit. Like, with relationships aspect and all this shit, you have to be happy doing what you're doing. If you're not happy with what you're actually doing, then obviously, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Because that's not that's not where you're going to sit there and be like, oh, you know what? Wow, I just wasted that life that I had, like, not being happy. Like, I know people who have been like that, but I'm not getting into super detail. But, I mean, regardless, do what you want to do. That's what I want these people to know, all our audience. Do what you want to do. Do what makes you happy. Even if you're coping with mental illness, keep going forward. That road will pave itself. I promise you. Yeah, and I'm grateful to have Taylor in my life and my family and my friends to help me support, help with the support and through this journey. It's, I mean, it's tough every day, but it's, right. it's awesome. Yeah. To, it's awesome to have them here and. Yeah, yeah, it's good. You recognize that they're here. A lot of people like let that pass them over, and they never realize what they have until afterwards. Exactly. You know? so, See, yeah, and that's what I want people to know too. Is like you can reach out, reach out to people who you know who's going to support you, right? Or whoever's I don't know who's going to be listening to this or whatnot. If you know me, or if you're friends with me on Facebook or whatever, or Instagram, if you're going through some shit, do just message me, and I'll I'll talk to you, dude. Because I go through anxiety on a daily basis, and sometimes it feels like shit. But at the end of the day, you want people there to help you. So, Yeah, and just another thing to add is that there's this concept that goes around pretty frequently is that nobody, nobody cares until you're gone or it's too late, and that's, that's simply not true. It's not true. When I tell myself in my darkest moments is, hey, okay, how many, who, who cares about me? If I were to do something completely irrational right now and selfish, who would that affect? And if that affects even one person then the answer is to not do it. You have a bigger network than you realize is out there. You just have to really, really be intuitive about it and take a look at who that might be. You know, it could even just be a random person on on social media, but that's still a person, you know. Trust me, people do care. There's, I'm not going to lie, there's times where I thought about ending my life, and I still have those thoughts in my head, but I know how to cope with that. 
you know, it, 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 it's like the worst feeling in the world. It's like, damn, I feel like such a degenerate. Like, I feel terrible. Like, I feel like I shouldn't, like, even be thinking about that type of shit. And for me, like, I've had a couple experiences like that. I won't get too far into detail, but, like, I've thought about it, like, twice. And it's like, wow, like, that really gave me a new perspective on things, life more so. Because, see, you got to think, I worked a crazy-ass job. Before I became an electrician, dude, I worked for the city morgue. So, like, dude, I was working there seeing some crazy-ass shit, dude. Crazy shit. People can't even, like, comprehend with what you're seeing in front of you. It's like the most worst feeling in the world, but it's like, wow, people can actually die like this. It gave me a whole new perspective on life, and it's like, damn, I need to change what I'm doing. It paid well, but it's not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. It's like, damn, like... I would assume. <laughs> it's probably not you want to do long term. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Fuck, no. Yeah, it was terrible. I think this has been... um. This is really a really informative podcast. It's dope. It has uh, been, dude. Yeah. Honestly, I'm very happy to have had them on here. Bro. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Thanks. You guys are welcome yeah, on here I may have sounded like an idiot at the no, That's because I was super high. But now I'm like, okay, now I feel good, dude. I was really high in the beginning, so I, I apologize if I sounded like an idiot. No, you're good, bro. You're good. No, it's a, it's a free-flowing platform, so just come as you are, bro. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, Thank you guys for joining us on here. Fuck. It's been a great podcast. And thank you all. That's all you guys for freaking joining yeah, us. Yeah, thanks well. for coming on, dude. Yeah, I, I want to say thank you guys for having me. It was a pleasure. And I want people to, you know, whoever's listening to take this with, you know, get some insight in their head. And um, hopefully we can save some lives and stuff like that. So. Absolutely, bro. That's Taylor, you want to say anything? Yeah, I just want to say, you know, there's always resources out there. Please do not hesitate to reach out to them. I have called the suicide hotline um, at least once or twice in my life. I won't disclose if that's the true number or not. But, um, <laughs> you know, so just always utilize any resource you have. For me, my, my resource is my grandma. She's my best friend. She's been there through every single issue I've ever had in my life. So, you know, just... Reach out to anybody if you ever are suffering from anything. Reach out to the suicide hotline. They are there for a reason. They're there to listen. They're there to help. And if you ever need any resources, please do not hesitate to reach out. And, you know, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate being able to provide some female perspective yeah, absolutely. in this group no. of males. We should have had you, yeah, for the first part. Let's and part you know what the crazy part together. is? Yeah, I respect that you have that relationship with your grandma because my grandma's gone. She died before I graduated high school, so... I, all I have to remember from my grandma is a piece of jewelry that she promised me when I were to graduate high school. But she never got to watch me graduate high school. So in that aspect, I was able to have to cope without my grandma. And I've been out without my grandma for like six, seven years now. Like, that's a long time. The fact that you have that close relationship and she's your coping source, that was my coping source, too. My grandma, we were very close. My grandma only lived like a mile down from us. <laughs> you know, small so world, like, right? Yeah, yeah. Small yeah, world, eating dinner, good. shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, are you Polish by any chance or not? Okay, yeah, my yeah, my grandma was Polish, so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously, ski, it's hard man. to know you're not I'm, Polish. I'm, I'm, fucking I'm ski. Yeah. <laughs> My mom's maiden name is Kondrzewski, dude. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Polish, yeah, all, the, all the skis. <laughs> all the skis. I'm dead. <laughs> well, for sure. Well, thank you guys all for uh, joining us to another episode of Couch Dogs. Uh, by the time you guys see this, it'll probably be what? Sunday? Sunday, Monday? So yeah, I got dude, it's kind of crazy. We have some cool upcoming events we're doing. We're going to have a podcast episode on christmas eve and new year's eve oh, so stay yeah. tuned oh yeah we got yeah. some time till then we ain't skipping holidays yeah we still got thanksgiving and the rest we'll get there but yes we will we'll have a well po- po- i guess holiday podcast on those as well but uh yeah for sure you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend if not work week and uh until next time peace peace